you pray with me? God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So Jesus isn't here in the flesh today to guide us or to give us a clear sense of direction. But Jesus gave plenty of instruction and guidance in his day to guide us today. And this morning's passage from the book of Acts is part of the instruction that guides us today. In my sermon on January 10th, I talked about the DNA of the Davis United Methodist Church. I talked about this DNA as being the characteristics that best define who we are as a congregation. Specifically, we are spirit-filled. We are welcoming and affirming. We are service and justice oriented. In that sermon, I mentioned that who we are has implications for what we do and that I would talk about that some today. I believe that every one of us balances being and doing in our lives. And I believe this is true for communities as well as individuals, church communities. I have framed this being, doing balance like this. The being part is who God has created us to be, the particular character and gifts God has shaped in us, our DNA. And then there is the doing part, what God calls us to do, which is the particular ministries we are most called to. My understanding of a person or community's being and doing is a theological conviction. Scripture tells us that we are created in the image of God. Because we are created in the image of God, there are ways that the character and concerns of the Davis United Methodist Church reflect God's own character, God's own concerns. The characteristics that God has shaped most strongly, most particularly, in this particular church community, in this time and place, are our DNA, who we are. And we as a community know who we are. We know which characteristics God has shaped most strongly in us. We are spirit-filled. We are welcoming and affirming. We are service and justice-oriented. I've just announced that there will be a significant transition in this church in June with my departure. And in one way, it feels a little funny not to have more to say about that in the context of the sermon today. But on the other hand, this church's DNA and this church's work of ministry are the heart of this church's vitality. These are precisely the things that make this church vibrant across the decades, even as pastors come and go. And this picture of who Davis UMC is and what Davis UMC does is not a picture I painted. This picture emerged from you all, 
from interviews we conducted with you two years ago with 116 people who are part of this church community. And the picture that emerged from these interviews is a very clear picture. The answers were so consistent, the experience of these characteristics so widespread that it paints a very clear picture of the DNA of the Davis United Methodist Church. God has created us, has formed us into the particular community we are. This is the foundation of God's claim upon our lives. This is who we are. But there is a second core piece to this picture. In response to God's claim upon our lives, we seek to discern and answer God's call. This means that there are particular ways God will use us, particular ways we will work on God's behalf, ways that best fit our DNA. This work is our calling as a community. If our character or our DNA is who we are, then our call is what we do. So the picture of who we are is one part of the picture, but the other part of Davis United Methodist Church is what we do. This is a question of actions. It is more concrete. It is about projects and ministries and programs. Whatever words we use, all of it points to what we do in this church. And when we look at that picture, and again, look at what you all said in the interviews we conducted, we find again that the picture that emerged is very clear. Of all the things we do as a church, there are just three categories of activity that overwhelmingly stand out as important to you all. We asked questions about what your most important experiences in the church have been, what has been most meaningful to you, what has had the most impact on your spiritual life. Just three general areas were mentioned over and over and over again. The three things are worship and small groups and our ministries of service and justice, opportunities to serve. In the United Methodist Church, the label we typically use for ministries of service and justice is church and society, our church and society ministry area. One theory of organizations suggests that we do best when we capitalize on those areas where an organization has the most passion or most energy or enthusiasm. So we plan to do exactly that. In this new year, we will be working together to launch bold initiatives in the three areas where this church has demonstrated the most passion and energy. Small groups and worship, and our church and society work. And you are invited to be a part of this. What is most important to you in the life of this church? Is it worship? Small groups for study or spiritual growth? Acts of service and justice? Wherever your heart is, there is a place for you not only to participate, but to help us grow and thrive. 
Some people say that our scripture reading for this morning contains the New Testament's second version of Jesus' Great Commission. The Great Commission is a title the church uses to refer to Jesus' primary charge to his disciples, the disciples he knew face to face, and all of us down through the centuries who hope to be followers of Jesus. So Jesus' primary charge to us is this. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In other words, the Holy Spirit empowers us to do the work Jesus charged us with in ever-widening circles until we make a difference not just in the church, not just in our hometown, but make a difference in the world. We are Jesus' witnesses. We are the ones who continue the work he began. We are the ones who seek to walk closely with God as Jesus did. We are the ones who continue the movement for compassion and justice that Jesus began. We are called to spread Jesus' challenges to the status quo and his vision for a compassionate and inclusive society. When speaking to his disciples, Jesus tells them to be his witnesses at home, in the familiar context of Jerusalem, but not to stop there. He tells them also to be his witnesses in all of Judea, which means reaching out to the community around them. But then he tells them to be his witnesses in Samaria. Here, Jesus asks his followers to carry his ministries into places where they have no credibility whatsoever where there is no reason to think their work will be well-received. Jesus asks his followers to move out beyond their comfort zone. And finally, Jesus seems to say that there is no end to where this movement can go, no limits on how God's vision can shape the world. Jesus tells them to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. Because this movement that is faithful to Jesus' life and ministry, this movement of radical love and compassion, this movement that challenges the status quo of oppression and poverty and captivity, this movement is meant to shape the whole world. It is God who empowers us for ministry. And God's vision for us is bold to the ends of the earth. One thing I know about this church is that we want to be bold. We want to dream big. I think we among us have nearly endless ideas, see limitless possibilities. This is a wonderful, wonderful thing. If we were to limit our hopes and our dreams to what is manageable or to what is safe, we would be limited indeed. Our ministries would be small, easily contained, and certainly easily accomplished. But this is not who we are, nor who God calls us to be. We dream big. 
there is a challenge built into this big dreaming. We have more ideas than we can ever fully implement. We have hopes and dreams that we cannot quite actualize. I hear this from almost every area of the church's life. As people say to me, we need more volunteers, we need more leaders, we could do so much more, we want to do more. And I know sometimes it is hard not to be able to do everything we want to do. But it is also a byproduct of dreaming big, of caring deeply about making a real difference in people's lives and in the world. And this is a good thing. When you tell me you have more volunteers and money than you need because you don't have any ideas for what to do with them, that is when I will worry about this church. There is a time in the course of ministry work where we need to make plans. And when we plan, we need to be realistic. But when we dream, we need to be bold. We need to dream up ministries that reach to the ends of the earth. And so the next step coming up in this process in our congregation that we have been calling Pathway is going to be an invitation to all of you to join with those work areas that move your heart, small groups, or worship, or church and society, ministries of service and justice, to gather in these groups and to dream big, to develop our bold visions for what we can do in response to God's call to us. So as you see these invitations to join in this process, I hope you will see, say yes. You are a community that is spirit-filled. You are welcoming and affirming. You are oriented to service and justice. You are a church that has incredible passion and appreciation for worship and for being engaged in service and for the rich experiences that come from small groups. This is who you are. This is what you do. This is the Davis United Methodist Church. And this is who you will be and what you will do, not only today, but for years to come. Amen. <laughs>